0: business trips, luxury getaways, weddings, conferences, long stays, short stays, and even an office for a day. Hotels are many things to many people, but how are they reinventing with travel restricted, events limited, and the COVID-19 world upending the sector? I'm Rebecca Kent, your host, and that's up for discussion in this episode of JLL's Perspectives Podcast. Hello, Ross Beardsell and Peter Harper from JLL's Hotels team and Matthew Ruby from Fraser's Hospitality. Great to be talking to you today about the state of play in the hotel sector. The challenges have produced some interesting new thinking, uh, haven't they, Ross? Tell us, where are hotels at?
1: Thanks, Rebecca, and there's no doubt it has been challenging times. However, now we're starting to see a road to recovery. It'll be a domestic-led recovery. Initially, it'll be a drive market, and then we'll look at the market rediscovering australia so there will be a opportunity for people to rediscover australia and with the corporate market coming back as well we see evidence this week that the corporate market's returning to uh, sydney for example while the numbers are small it's positive to see that companies are starting to travel from melbourne to sydney and then more importantly if we look at the leisure market we have the opportunity there with retirees that will be staying at home that will want to to rediscover their back garden
0: so Ross, what are the key challenges that hotel operators face at the moment?
1: Repositioning and re-engineering businesses as they come out of this COVID situation. So say, for example, a large conference hotel, there'll be situations there where a hotel will need to redesign conference space. It's looking at, if you have a grand ballroom that used to divide up into three spaces, you're now looking at at dividing up into six spaces. But also, looking at times to re-engineer businesses at the moment. So say, for example, creating new products like restaurant to a room, micro wedding packages. So where a wedding used to be a venue, uh, an occasion of up to 100 people, there's micro packages. So there's an office zone package being released. And then, of course, with Fraser's Hospitality is also talking about the residences and how that works forward as well.
0: Matt, Fraser's uh, Australia has made some interesting adaptations.
1: The concept that you're talking about
2: um has extended upon what i would say is probably the value concept of, of service departments all the ones that i've ever run in the past have always been underpinned with a really solid uh, bit of long stay business this concept that we've come up with is in, in essence an extension on that how do we uh, find ourselves some form of stability or base business uh to underpin our to underpin our uh, properties in in such a difficult time there's not travel going on there's not the same level of demand that we're used to so essentially what we've done is uh, is look to offer our rooms uh, we have fully furnished departments sitting up there um, and we look to see whether we could tap into um, a a different type of market and that being a furnished uh, flexible lease up to 12 months
0: so tell me where are you applying the sort of the long stay service and um, what sort of success are you seeing
2: we have the benefit of um, Having my sister company Fraser Property Australia, um, having a property management up and so they're licensed real estate agents, and so essentially this uh, this extension was a matter of working with them, collaborating with them, and saying, well, you know, how about we test the market and see whether there's demand? We get a lot of people that come to us, and um, in in a regular market, um, and they'll stay with us one, two, three months. They'll have a look around the city and see where they're going to stay for an extended period of time. Um, why not offer that for, a, uh, for, for the guests that are actually coming in and staying in Sydney for an extended period and see if we have a lovely furnished apartment in, uh, in the city for 12 months.
0: And give us an idea about the costs as well.
2: Uh, it, well, it's quite different. It's roughly about a third of what we might normally get in in each of the uh, in each of the properties. We're around the three hundred mark in Melbourne for for uh, studio apartments there, but in Sydney we're selling one bedroom apartments. We learned on the run there. We, in Sydney we've got um, studio apartments, but we don't have washer and dryer within them. We do in Melbourne. Um, the demand was not there for those studio rooms so we're, we're hitting the market only at the, the one bedroom and two bedroom level
0: obviously safety and well-being is is paramount of people staying in your hotels what are some of the things the measures you're putting in place to comply with social distancing rules
2: yeah, look, we we i mean we've got the the markings down there at the front desk and whatnot and obviously we the, the biggest thing the biggest change for all customers and and all of us really is the uh is the level of hygiene and cleanliness that we're, that we're going to? I can't tell you how much hand sanitizer we've got in the building here at the moment, but it's a lot. Um, it's all over the place within lifts and so on. Good signage, um, good reminders for everybody, um, and and really, uh, you know, apply a level of diligence and and um, and and presentation that shows that you really you really are um, focused on this. But on top of that, you know, room service has evolved to uh, essentially a takeaway, takeaway business. So it's uh, no more uh, white glove and cloche to uh, um, deliver to the room, but uh, rather everything, everything in takeaway and so on. Um, I think the other thing that's, that we've evolved in our properties, and I've seen some of the guys do quite well, is, is really have good internal communications amongst ourselves as to what customers are telling us. On a daily basis everyone's different we had a lot of isolation guests and prior to the border closing there was there were people coming to us and, and wanting to isolate It was a difficult time i think for the industry because people were saying well how do we how do we handle those it's a, those situations we we took quite a few in um we looked after them and then responded as to what they were what they were looking for we'll go shopping to woolies and get what they need for them bring it back and and so on and uh i think the um, the, the way the teams within the properties have responded has been outstanding, actually.
1: Interesting you say that, Matt. Now, be good to get your view on this. So, is with reference to how the industries actually come together to learn from experiences such as accommodating quarantine guests.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think I think that was difficult at the start for a lot of properties um, to to get to know how to actually. It, it, it was pretty quick when it happened. We the the, the borders shut, and everybody was um, suddenly presented with these. With these rooms um three meals a day uh won't be able to access the, the customer how do you actually communicate that was really tough in the first instance we took some of those um some of that business here in fraser sydney um and and we had the benefit of learning from the difficulties other colleagues had had um had experienced um and look i, I think um I, it, it's a difficult thing for customers and it was certainly difficult for hoteliers to adapt so quickly, almost overnight. We've had people isolate here on Ramadan and we're providing free meals a day. Really, really tricky actually, yes. but, but a great experience when we sit there and have to sit back and say, well, how, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna get this done for these people? Communicate with them, what do you need? What, our, what we were gonna do for them is um, not gonna suffice. Um, how can we look after you? um those core concepts still remain
0: i read um somewhere that budget hotels may be slightly um might have an advantage there with minimalistic design and that probably aids with keeping up hygiene standards but at the same time luxury hotels with wellness at their core may become there might be more appetite for those sort of hotels any thoughts around that
2: i think there's 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 a great opportunity um, across the board for everyone to look at their offerings, and 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 go back there and test the market. I mean, a lot of these things that we're talking about at the moment are, um, they're not going to fill the property, but they are going to provide a, um, a, a diversity of option and and allow hoteliers to get out there and uh, and 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 test and see where people where people are at and what they're what they're after.
0: Peter, it's high time we brought you into this conversation. What is at the forefront of investors' minds at the moment?
3: Very good question. It's an interesting one. Um, and I'll probably start with saying, I don't think our national team has had more inquiry uh, from offshore investors in particular, asking what's out there, what's going to come up, um, and sort of expressing their keenness to acquire in Australia, Um, historically, and you look back at all the major events that we've had, whether it be, um, you know, the GFC, uh, September 11, you know, all the way back to, you know, um, the 80s, really. um, At at an international level, Australia's hotel market has been viewed as a flight to quality destination. And I, I think the way our state and federal governments have handled the past seven or eight weeks probably enhances that reputation. Um, So we've got a lot of inquiry um, looking at uh, the Australian hotel market. I I think another thing that's been missed in all of this is given the going concern nature of the hotel industry, um, we are the canary in the coal mine for the property sector. Um, And and, you know we are the first to um, fall um, in any instance like this, but we are also the first to bounce. And I think the reality of the situation is any building in the city at the moment is vacant. It doesn't matter whether it's retail, commercial, um, you know, with the exception of residential, obviously. And uh, a lot of those sectors um, are gonna start to experience their pain now with um, tenants not being able to pay rent and what we're even seeing with retail, with this, you know, suggest there's gonna be some fairly um, structural changes to the way um, rents occur in those asset classes. So uh, most are, you um, viewing, and as, as Ross said, you know, that we are at the beginning of the recovery now. It, it's just um, how um, quick that recovery is going to be um, and, and uh, you know, what needs to be factored in from, um, you know, a change in in operation um, and consequently profitability as we work through, um, you know, the, the initial repercussions of, of COVID-19.
0: Ross, what are the... Key milestones between now, I don't know, and say the end of the year that hotel operators will be looking at?
1: First of all, you've got a JobKeeper piece that sits there. Currently, the way that the labour market's positioned in hotels, the federal government put an initiative in place with JobKeeper, which has assisted the industry greatly, and that will conclude at the end of September. So that means that the employment, that the employees will come back to the hotel's payroll as of October. There's an opportunity to undertake disruptive works from a refurbishment point of view, so from a CapEx perspective. And within that, our our uh, JLL's uh, hotel project management team is working on some projects at the moment. We're all at the bottom of the well looking up at the moment, but there also needs to be a team that, and we're working on this currently, is a futuristic team. So looking at how you take the business forward.
0: And Matt, what about you? I mean, presumably you're looking at when you know, government announcements about when borders um, may be reopened again,
2: the intra and then interstate travel, um, how that how that actually opens up state to state is really important. I mean, we actually saw quite a buoyant um, April for our property in Perth, would you believe? Because there was a lot of movement quickly to establish position there for um, some of the mining groups. July is the time frame that we're looking at and thinking that's when we're going to we're going to see. Um, where, where things are at. I think the school holidays are important to us. We want to really closely look at what happens in the school holidays. There's a lot of talk in the market about um, how Australians love to travel and so on. And it'll be fascinating to see where they go. Um, from a corporate perspective, I, I anticipate that, um, this, uh, that there will be initial uh, letting every, everybody off the chain somewhat of, um, let's get away from Zoom and come and see whether we can meet people again. Uh, socially distant, of course. But um, but I, I do think that most um, most corporates corporate travel will be will be muted.
0: Pete, I know hotel operators and investors work hand in hand. Um, to what degree will they be looking at some of these things as well?
3: Building owners have obviously wanted to protect their net position and um, ensure that uh, net profit is as um, as high as it can possibly be, or or the losses are reduced as as much as possible. But um, on the flip side, you've got operators that, um, uh, you know, also need to try and protect their own brand standards and um, service procedures and, and so on. So there was a little bit of conflict. I, th- I think it's fair to say in, in the beginning is um, everyone adjusted um, to that, uh, to, to what is the new norm and, and try to get on the same page. But, um, you know, what we are seeing now on the whole is is everyone recognising that, you um, Uh, the only way out of this is to um, find that common ground and and that is to to, um, quickly find a way to make profit as as soon as possible.
0: Thanks very much. Um, One final question. Disruption like this is always a really great opportunity to learn something um, about your product and your service. You know, what's one thing that you feel like should change in the hotel sector as a result?
1: While COVID-19 has presented some challenges to the hotels and the industry, out of this negative situation that would allow hotels to reset and to revisit technology to enhance customer experiences as hotels re-emerge from COVID-19 into the new normal. What I think one of the
3: big themes to come out of what we've experienced over the last couple of weeks or or months now is um, the value of leases. Uh, You know, a lot of investors um, came into hotels because they liked like the fundamentals, but due to their structure or appetite or whatever weren't willing to consider HMAS um, and, and would only look at at leases um, For that security of income um, But what we've seen over the last little while with legislation put in place and, and so on is um, uh, You know that security of income disappeared pretty quickly um, so uh, are people or are investors going to continue to um, chase leases or insist on leases? Are they going to vacate the industry altogether um, or are we able to find some um, happy medium? And I think on the flip side, um, you might find that those operators who have historically offered leases um, won't do so moving forward. So,
0: Matt, over to you.
2: I think the resilience of your product and the resilience of um, and the diversity of your product is something that everyone's going to be looking very closely at. And um, if I hang my hat on one thing that I think, or p- perhaps two things, I think the breakfast buffet might be a bit of a challenge because we're certainly not going to be offering it anytime soon. And I, I know the minibar thing has always been a little bit of a challenge too, depending on the take up and uh, and the way that has worked in the past has um, been a challenge. So I think that might evolve or be at risk somewhat into the future. Well, Let's see.
0: Ross, Matt and Pete, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And all the best. Thanks, babe.
2: Thank you,
1: Rebecca.
0: That was JLL's Perspectives podcast about the way hotels are shaping up in a COVID-19 world. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google or any other listening app. And visit jll.com.au forward slash perspectives dash podcast, where you can see all of our episodes and read more about our guests and even send them a question.